you were diagnosed with ADHD? Yes, I was. Um, let's see here. It was third grade. I was a part of the Sunday school special thingamajig. It was the last day. We were, like, making, like, ice cream, you know, ice cream was handmade. And I remember, like, you know, when you t- oh, took the pill concerto, your hands, everything was so sensitive. Couldn't touch anything. I remember going in there trying to make, like, ice cream. And I remember my hands being too sensitive to touch it that, like, I, c- I couldn't make it. And, and you had, you were on the ADHD medication? Exactly. And another time, like, I remember in third grade as well, being on it and, like, you had to go into the bathroom this one time, being in there for, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Because, yeah, like, I, I sat on the toilet, just a focus thing on things, and also thinking about things. Because, like, third grade, that is a new experience for me, right? You know, like, I never had an experience before where I just, like, sat and thought. You know, it was weird, but like on the, and, and that's why, you know, on the pill, I thought like I was a better person because of it. I remember like through high school, like I mean, middle school, middle school, that's what it was, you know, being, always being the lo- lonely kid because, you know, I thought I was better off like without other people because, you know, I spent more time thinking, using this medicine to the advantage. Like I had friends, but not as many as they could have. Thought I, like when I was off it, that I wasn't. You know, I, I was dumb, I couldn't think, and but when I was on it, I was a better person. But, and, and like, what what could I, what did I know? I was on this thing since, since third grade. I didn't know any better. Were you interested in girls in, say, middle school? <sighs> um, middle school. I don't know, it was a weird, weird road. Like, in middle school, you know, I kind of realized, you know, my homosexuality, like, what, what I am, what I was, and I was, I was okay with that. Actually, in middle school, I had like a thing with this one guy that lasted like a month, but that, it was just a weird relationship. He knew he was gay. I thought I was middle school bisexual, cause like I was um, hanging out with a group with these um, little amount of friends I had that thought like like you know everybody in that group was bisexual, you know. Okay. So like the in women, middle school, huh? Yeah, like the, the women. Where, where was this? Memphis, Cordova, to be exact. Oh, is that a suburb of Memphis then? Yeah, basically. Almost sounds like Cordoba, the wonderful car. Anyway. Huh. It's before your time. It's even before my time, but yet I still somehow care about Cordobas. Like in high school, I went, I get, I, yeah, I went back into the closet. I thought, you know, that I did something wrong. I did something that I needed to fix. I thought I was just a straight person went astray. So I spent high school, like, trying to, like, Force myself to uh, masturbate to straight porn, you know, beat myself, tie myself up, you know, self-hate myself. W- was this to punish yourself or to almost, like, correct yourself into being straight? Correct myself to being straight. Because I, I was thinking, like, oh, man, I'm going to... What, what kinds of things would you say when you hit yourself? <sighs> You're not this. Come on. Stop fucking around. Damn it. You're going um, to you know, ruin the family. You're the only guy here. I mean, come on. Did you believe what you were saying at the time, or was it like you were saying it, but you... I don't know. Like, like There was nothing concrete to go upon. I couldn't depend on you know, TV or the internet or anything, because, you know, th- that type of gay... Like, I, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and say, I am that person, because I'm not. I'm so out of the ballpark of that shit that I couldn't relate. 
Still can't, but what what can you do? At least I know who I am now. Anyways, after like four years of that shit, you know, so basically my entire high school experience, I, like 12th grade, I just realized, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. It wasn't that I went to a point where I was, you know, okay with myself. I just, the, the hitting, the tying up, the self-hatred, it's just something I just couldn't accept anymore. I just... How long would you tie yourself up for? An hour. Just sitting in bed to think, like, you know, like, they're the reason why you're here, you know. You don't like this, do you, you know? You should be better off, you know, if you're straight, you wouldn't be doing this. Are you at all interested in women these days? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, honestly, honestly, I never was, but... I mean, now I know for sure. Have you ever messed around with a girl or had sex or anything? No. Actually, I went on a few dates with women. But the thing is, they all, every woman I've, I've ever been on a date with, they were interested in me first. Did, I, you, did you kiss even? No. Did you want to? Uh, no. I, it just never came across my mind. During the date, I just thought, oh, just be nice to this woman, give a shit about what she's saying like any other person. But, I mean, it was just like a, a person date, more than like a woman date or a straight date or a gay date or whatever. Sure. Have you had a meaningful relationship with a man, or are you in one now, or...? Actually, never. Never have. Have you had sex with a man? There was this one thing that happened. It wasn't a relationship. It was kind of like a, a personal fuck-buddy relationship. This one guy in Tennessee, like... I don't even... I'm not even sure exactly how, but we... You know, start fucking each other from time to time. And How old were you? 18. Yeah, and this guy was like 19. He was like this um, lower class guy. And yeah, we just met up. Well, we, we were um, in the same high school together, so that's how we met. Then afterwards, we met up again. Did the, did the, did the do, all that stuff. And like, at first it was great. But then we got to know each other. <laughs> We slowly learned that we had nothing in common. We didn't even like each other. We had a different like um, beliefs and political systems. Everything. Yeah. It was just, it was awkward. Afterwards. Yeah, man. But straight we, people experience that too. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt Sometimes it I really wonder if if we're even meant to partner up. I mean, you know, if you look at how marriage. It, is so destined to fail, according to the numbers. Uh-huh. Um, I just really wonder more and more, you know, how unnatural that expectation that we've kind of come up with is. And, and then you think it. of the idea of arranged marriages or people staying together for a lifetime, even though they hate each other. I, well, don't know. It, I mean, is that for all marriages? Is that for straight marriages, gay marriages? Well, it's like sometimes you meet people who are in their 80s nowadays, or you've met, say, maybe we've met these people in the last decade, and they've been together 50 or 60 years, and they've got a beautiful story, and they still love each other. And yeah. it seems rarer and rarer to see that kind of thing. It is out there. Yeah. A, a lot of us hope to find someone like that. but I certainly do, you know? Somebody just messing around with. Like, he doesn't have to be in the same shit I'm into. Just someone I can have fun with. And you're how old now? 21. A lot of people your age, it seems... You guys are the hookup generation. Yeah. Right. My generation, born in 1980. Right. We were kind of on the cusp of that, and, I, and there was an element of that, but people were still more reserved, and 
it was almost like we were at the stage of, should we do it? Should we do it? And then generations like yours comes along and it just seems like an open orgy. More or less, you know. It it, it feels like relationship doesn't have like much of a meaning nowadays. There was an article recently written that was circulating on the internet about um, how young people nowadays have very little chance of falling in love. It's just kind of becoming more unnatural. Hell, in Japan, they don't even... Most kids oh, don't want to fuck in Japan. I've heard about that. Like, that's because, like, there's all this, like, hentai and stuff. I've, yeah, I know about that. Yeah, there's, like, there's so much porn shit everywhere. All this specialized porn. How about that? Yeah. Censored genitalia cartoons. People will jerk off to anything nowadays. No, they, they will. I, I've seen it, like, I'm seeing stuff online. That stuff, that hentai censored stuff, that stuff is popular online. Get, Literally, just like type the word hentai into oh, your I'm, search bar. It's it's been around for you know, but I mean, some time nowadays, easy. Like you can, and you can get anything you want of any type, any fetish, you got it. Diaper, scat, gore, duro. You, you know what's crazy is of all the the strange things I like to expose myself to. I have never watched cartoon porn. Really? Not, not to masturbate to and, and not even as an interest. Maybe I'll just watch it you know, just as an interest thing. Is there anything? Have you watched it? I actually have. Is there a documentary I could watch that oh. might... Have you ever I think heard... I could take maybe 15 <laughs> minutes of the subject and I'd want to move on to something okay, else. Okay, okay. <laughs> have you ever heard of furry? I know, I know some people who are furries. Ah, that's the stuff. That's like really popular stuff to look up. Like, I mean, what's really weird about the whole furry culture, there's actually a lot of stuff leaning toward the gay stuff. So there's like more stuff for me. There's even like a gigantic website dedicated to it. To gay furry stuff? Or yeah, to gay furry. Okay. Yeah. Like, the, uh, what was it called? Yaoi Haven Reborn. That's what it's called. All these like these drawn cartoons and stuff. Like some like um, people, some furry, some... It's wild. I remember in church there was this kid, Joel Schwartz. He was a few years older than me and my brother, but... My mom would drag me to church every week, and yeah, as, yeah, as our pastor droned on, I wanted to focus on anything, but I, I would look through the hymnals. I would, But I'd look over to what Joel Schwartz was drawing a lot of the times, and he was drawing these naked, detailed genitalia foxes. and <laughs> So I was exposed oh. to that in church. Holy like, shit. This would have been when I was seven or eight, and my brother and I used to always joke about Joel Schwartz's cartoon animal porn. <laughs> What a what a fucking place to introduce a Vietnamese wow. dude. <laughs> it would be a Vietnamese dude. <laughs> There's like so much of that weird shit. Like I remember this. This is, um this this isn't straight, but it's like some one of the weird ass fetishes I found. Like um, ever heard of like sissy? Um, like someone who calls themselves a sissy. Yeah, well, I mean, like they dress up like like sissification, you know. I'm I'm slightly familiar with it, but what is, what are you? Yeah, basically like this guy who dresses like super super girly, like you know, all pink, all like dresses. Is he still obviously a man underneath it all, or is he cross dressing successfully? Cross dressing successfully. Okay. Yeah, and like I remember, like you know, bored out of my mind, looking at it up, like, oh, what the hell is this shit? Oh, that's weird. Okay, what else is this? Blah blah blah. And finding these like these cartoons, like these like co- comic cartoons from the fifties about it like, like like these like men with, with these um 1950s 1940s haircuts like and these like super feminized um girly outfits 
and like type tutus and like it was just wild. It was weird. Like this is from the fucking forties and fifties. What the hell? I have always been fascinated by um, vintage gay stuff. Yeah. Like um, some of those pulp fiction books from you know the forties and fifties. Like how the hell did that shit I, get? I've there? got the magnets on my fridge at home. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like I remember like looking up and like apparently from like I don't know what decade it was. Like these like uh, gay sailors or whatever. I love stuff like that. Yeah, like shit, sailors were gay back then, huh? You know, I'll bet they were probably more gay than they would have ever want history to lead on. Uh-huh. But as far as being open about it, the rarity, I think, is what kind of gives that novelty to vintage gay stuff. Oh, At sure. least for me. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't doubt that. Oh, man. I, I remember... Can you hear that sound? Oh, yeah. What is that? Is that sound you hear if you just listen closely? Hang on, hang on. Is that the uh, spirits of the forest? I think so. Wow. That's the spirit of the forest. Thank uh-huh. you.
cámara. This isn't going to work, I'm sorry. But ask now the beast, and they shall teach thee, and the fowls of the air, and they shall tell thee. Or speak to the earth, and it shall teach thee, and the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee. Who knoweth not in all these, that the hand of the Lord has wrought this? And whose hand is the soul of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind? It almost sounds like they're referring to the spirit of the forest. You know what I mean? That, that, that presence that we all can feel. I'm, 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 I'm Hawaiian. It's all set in nature, huh? 
It's it's this it's, it's different than America. It's it's, it's like it's like a, a child of the land. If you're not attached to the land and the ocean, like you, you're you're not supposed to be in Hawaii. You, you don't you don't belong. You, you're you're a stranger. That's what Howley is. Stranger, huh? And so, Mother Earth is supposed to be respected, revered. Take, she nurtures us, we're supposed to take care of her, be a caretaker of the earth. We're not supposed to try to destroy the earth. I mean, like, that's, that's all what modern man's about, huh? Like, they don't care about it. But all the indigenous people, going back all the way and all over around the world, they all cared about the, the spiritual aspect of living on the earth. There's another place it seems there. there are a lot of people today who revel in the destruction of the planet, and a lot of That's, times it, yeah. it is in the name of religion. I've heard a lot of yeah, Christians yeah. who talk about, well, Jesus is coming back, what do I have to worry about? <laughs> Stewardship of, of creation. That, that's, like the old law huh, kept me awake from God because the law is holy and I'm not. I couldn't come to God. Uh, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? How readest thou? It's subjective, huh? How readest thou? Um, thou shalt love. This do, and thou shalt live. Live and love go together. Hatred, fear, and death, they, they're the other path that we can diverge from. But everybody's going to be on one path or the other. You, no one's neutral in the idea. You're either on a love path or you're on a, a hate path. Self-centered hate.
we never can escape who we are. It might seem like it's possible to escape ourselves when we interact with other people because when we experience what's happening in another person's life, we're able to temporarily forget our own. When it's all over and that other person is gone, reality is back to your own. You're, You're still, still you. you. Eighth grade, summer. I would be in a sleeping bag, naked, always naked, and my computer was in my room. I would sleep in my sleeping bag, wake up, go like you know, like one foot away from my bed to the computer, turn it on, spend all day there doing you know, playing video games or look around on the internet for like crazy shit, you know, like weird, bizarre porn or gore or whatever the fuck I was into in eighth grade. And then when night rolled around, turn it off, go back to my bed, sleep. That was my day. During the entire summer, that was it. Oh, man. I mean... My eighth grade year, I was in a boarding school. Holy shit. Well, that was a weird... That's, well, yeah, how'd you get there? Oh, I was a bad kid. I guess I would have been a bad kid too, but I was too reserved for that. isn't a known or an unknown it simply is or it is not death that's life there may be light there is balance we will all be a part of the earth again we will surmount this life ourselves forgotten we all cease to be
This edition of The Spirit of the Forest was produced, recorded, and edited by Dan Krall. A thanks is offered to the voices in this episode, which include Adam Hughes, Dan Krall, Aaron Simpson, Lee Stevens, and an appreciation is offered to Irene Moon and Ergo Fismitz, Brighter Death Now, Aaron Simpson, Ryoko Kuwajima, and Don Hagen for their musical contributions to this episode of The Spirit of the Forest. I'm Xavier Deggs Thornton Wilder. Until next time, So long.